And welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner Podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. Big game coming up this week for Alabama as they host LSU at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Um, it's going to be a big day in Tuscaloosa as the president, Donald Trump, should be in town. And uh, Mark Jennings is going to have the latest on that, on how that came into fruition. We're also going to break down a recent Alabama football commitment and some basketball prospects. And we've got some listener questions as well. So let me bring Mark Jennings onto the podcast. Mark, how you doing? Drew, as always, you know, I look forward every week to coming on your podcast. I'm so glad we can get together this week and, and, and talk and discuss. we got a big weekend coming up. Uh, high school football playoffs are getting underway. Uh, there's a game of Tuscaloosa this weekend. Drew, I'm ready to talk all about talk about some big-time players. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, you know, and, and a reminder to everybody, please search and subscribe to the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. Just search Champs Corner or maybe even Mark Jennings on any podcast platform, yeah, uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, pretty much anything, and you'll find us. We spread the word. You know, we, we're not hurting for listeners, but, hey, you know, the more the merrier. So, uh, Mark, um, there's reports that President Donald Trump will be in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. The city of Tuscaloosa will not confirm it. They have to wait for the White House, I guess, to officially announce it. But what can you tell us about this? Well, I've been real busy. I was able to facilitate uh, the trip to Tuscaloosa through my connections with the administration I'm a good friend of Sean Spicer. I don't know if you know who Sean Spicer is, Drew, but he's been he's on Dancing with the Stars now. I know you're probably a big fan of that show. But he's been moving along and Dancing with the Stars pretty good. But he actually used to work for the administration. I've got some connections with him. And, and uh, we were able to facilitate him coming down. Uh, uh, I'm pretty excited about that, Drew. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of nervous energy around Tuscaloosa right now surrounding Joe Burrow, who, you know, might be the best quarterback ever to play inside of Bryant Denny Stadium. Uh, but I hope that, you know, the presidential visit calms everyone down. Everybody's excited about it, looking forward to it. So uh, I, I'm just glad that we were able to get it done, Drew. It's going to be a fantastic weekend uh, in Bryant-Denny Stadium with the president and the Alabama LSU game. Yeah, it's going to be great. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But obviously ESPN College Game Day will be in town as well. And you had a tweet on your Twitter account at Mark Jennings 55 on some potential – you know, uh, guest pickers that that you and ESPN College Game Day and the staff have reached out to. You know, there's been time pickers in the past that Alabama fans didn't appreciate. You know, Brian Wilson, the former LSU pitcher, when he was pitching for the San Francisco Giants and won a World Series, and, and he was the guest picker uh, in 2011, I believe. What about uh, President Trump? Is there a chance he could be the guest, guest picker, or what, what can you update us on that regard? Well, that's an idea that was discussed, to be honest with you. I think the logistics are probably too difficult to work out for that to happen. So I, I'm not sure that, that that's going to be uh, – I, I would hi be highly surprised if he ends up being a guest picker on Saturday. I, I think you're looking more like a lot of maybe some popular players in the Alabama LSU series, you know, guys like uh, Alex Bregman, uh, DJ LeMayhew, Demarcus Russell, maybe future Senator Tommy Tuberville. I don't know. You got a lot of opportunities there. Uh, you know, there's other guys too. Some some Birmingham guys. You know, Jay Barker was a possibility, but unfortunately, he he refuses to take his cap off. Uh, 
uh, on set, so he's he's out. James Spann is really trying to trying to wiggle his way in, uh, but frankly, he you know he's been a little too persistent, if you know what I mean. He he's been trying a little too hard. Uh, frankly, the game day people had to put a restraining order on Mr. Spann because he wouldn't leave him alone. His constant request uh, from him and I guess the people at, at at wherever he works now to get him on. But even, you know, the problem with that, of course, is nobody outside of Birmingham knows who James Spann is. So I don't think he realized that thing is a little too, he's a little too big for his britches right now, Drew. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. There are a lot of possibilities for game day picker, Drew, and, and there are other people in mind. Uh, and we're just going to have to see how it plays out this coming weekend. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I know it'll be on your Twitter feed as soon as you find out. Going back to President Trump, how is his visit being received from what you can tell among the people in Tuscaloosa? Well, I can tell you for certain that uh, there's a lot of people in the liberal media who are uh, really biting their lips as they write stuff about the upcoming weekend. I'm not going to name any names. Uh, you know, but guys like Michael Costa-Han Grenade, he, he, he's really struggled with the whole thing. And, and, and frankly, uh, knowing him, I can't say that's really surprising. So I personally, I'm really excited about it. I see the gates are going to open an hour earlier. That's more people, more traffic, more foot traffic from the dipping dot stands. Uh, and of course, they have the gates are open for the security, uh, new security measures. And and frankly, I'm I'm expected because the the waiting line security and the stress is going to bring on people and how tired and exhausting it's going to make them. Uh, they're going to walk by that dipping dots car and really want a refreshing. Uh, a refreshing dessert, and I'm I'm honored that I'm able to serve that to the people. And I'm very excited about your expecting record profits this Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to open the gates at 11:30 with a heightened security. So there's going to be more people in the stadium a lot earlier than they normally would be. The tailgating, they're going to have to cut that out a little bit earlier just to get in the stadium. And, and I certainly expect you to make some more money regarding dip and dot stare. We'll, we'll get to your flavor of the week in just a minute. Let's talk a little bit about recruiting. You know, as you as everybody knows, this podcast started as basically a full-time recruiting podcast when you were working at the golf course, breaking down film all the time. And obviously now you've got your entrepreneurial ventures, but, you know, I know the heart of, of your uh, expertise is breaking down film of recruits. We didn't talk about Alabama's most recent commitment, a defensive lineman named Jabil Burroughs from Powder Springs, Georgia. He committed to Alabama on October 16th. Mark, what can you tell us about him? Well, Jordan, to be honest with you, he's one of the more athletic uh, defensive linemen in this class. Frankly, might be the most athletic. He's a fantastic player. He's a little, you know, he's only 6'3", probably maybe uh, maybe an inch taller. But, uh, frankly, I think he's a fantastic prospect. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, and, you know, I look at him play, he reminds me a lot of a guy, another player who plays right now in the SEC, a uh, guy also out of the state of Georgia. Uh, really just tearing it up, really going to be a top draft pick coming up this year in in uh, the NFL draft. Of course, I'm talking about Derrick Brown. Drew, do you remember Derrick Brown? Yeah, are we talking about the same Derrick Brown who went to Lanier High School in Buford? That's correct, Drew. You know, Buford turns out a lot of talent, and Derrick Brown's another that long line. He's really, frankly, he's part of the best defense of the conference right now, IMO, at the Auburn Tigers. Uh, He's a fantastic player, Drew, and I think when I look at Jamil Burroughs and I see him and then break down his high school film, he reminds me of Derrick Brown so much, and I look forward to having uh, – Jamil Burroughs have the same impact at the college level 
that Derek Brown's had. Yeah, I know Alabama fans would, would love to see that type of impact. It's going to be a huge weekend. A lot of official visitors, unofficial visitors. And, Mark, you being at the game, you'll get a chance to eyeball a lot of these recruits. Can you tell us who some of these guys are that will be in attendance? Absolutely, Drew. You know my favorite thing, I talk about it all the time, is the eye test. I like to see the players up close. I look like at the frames and the muscle mass and, and their potential. Uh, for future muscle growth if they get to college. I like really seeing that. One of my favorite parts is seeing how they develop physically over time and how they really grow from uh, really 13, 14-year-old boys into really young, uh, strong young men. It's one of my favorite things to do, Drew. So we got so many players coming in this weekend. We got Jordan Burks, a five-star defensive end from South Carolina. Jace McClellan's a five-star running back. He's already committed to Oklahoma right now. He's out of the state of Texas, but Alabama's trying to try to flip in. Uh, Darnell Washington is a highly rated tight end out of Las Vegas, like Kevious Walker, four-star defensive end from Georgia. Uh, Arian Smith is a wide receiver from Florida, and I'm so excited. That's all the ones off the top of my head. Uh, you know, we got some guys who are making unofficial well. Bryce Young, who's already committed to Alabama, recently flipped from USC. Uh, you know, I've made multiple trips to California to see Mr. Young this fall, and I'm excited about him being here, and I'm excited about seeing their families and uh, – as you know, Drew, every recruit, every official or unofficial, they then their families all get free dipping dots. Uh, that's part of what I do for the players. Uh, you know, they for, for all the joy and happiness they bring me. Uh, I figure that's the least I can do. So I, I don't know if you can tell, Drew. I'm pretty excited about all the players coming in this weekend. Yeah, do they and their family? Do you give them just free regular dipping dots or free alcohol infused dipping dots? Well, it depends on what they ask for. I, 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 you know, if you have a highly religious family, I'm not going to mention that we sell the alcohol dipping dots. But you know, if if, if uh, somebody asks for them, you know, word gets around about the specials you can get, I'm I'm more than happy to provide that to those who request it. All right. Well, speaking of of dipping dots, what is your uh, your special flavor of the week? I'm excited about this one, Drew. In honor of our special guest this weekend, we're going to have the trunk. It's a big portion of vanilla dots. That's the main part of the vanilla dots with everyone's favorite uh, Russian vodka, Stoli. So I got a great deal for you. The regular price is $19. But if you wear it, you make America great again, great again hat, you know, the red hats they sell, Drew. Yeah, yeah you get $3 uh, off. So it's only going to be $16 if you're wearing the MAGA hat. Uh, $19 is the regular price. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I fully expect a lot of people to take advantage of that. I mean, I can't imagine, uh, you know, say only $16 alcohol-infused dipping Dots. That's got to be uh, You're not going to find a better deal. Drew, you, you really can't afford not to buy the dipping Dots, to be real honest with you. Yeah. So, obviously, go buy you a hat somewhere. I don't know where they sell the hats, but you can find them pretty much anywhere. And then, you know, instead of paying $38 for dip and dot for two dip and dots, you can pay $32. I'm pretty good at this math. That's correct, Drew. 16 times two is 32. All right. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about basketball, Mark. It was a really tough start for the Nate Oates era. You know, the first year head coach, you know, they demolished Georgia Tech in, in a preseason exhibition. I was at that game. Watched the game last night. They lose 81-80 to 80 to Penn. Kyra Lewis got fouled with two seconds left, down 81-80. to 80. Missed, missed both free throws at the end. He had to play 38 minutes because uh, Alabama's got some depth issues right now. You know, Herb Jones got hurt. Uh, Beetle Bolden's, you know, he's kind of the other point guard. 
he's he's playing injured. You know, uh, Javon Quinterly's not eligible yet, and so Alabama, you know, they they had they were leading by as much as six. I think they were trailing by as much as eight. Came back, it, it almost really probably should have won it at the end. Lewis finishes with thirty. 30 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Jaden Shackelford with 16, took 21 shots. They took a lot of threes, missed a lot of threes. Really missed a lot of shots under the goal. Uh, struggled defending Penn, especially early in the second half. You know, Bolden's kind of playing with a hurt wrist. Alex Reese, who had to play a lot, uh, he missed the last four days of practice with a hip injury, but he played through it. I thought he really came on late in the game talking about Alex Reese. You know, Penn is a team that a lot of people think will win the Ivy League. They're very well, well coached, sound, a veteran team. Even though a freshman put up about twenty six for them last night in that guard. Uh, Mark, why why should why did Alabama schedule Penn and not someone like South Carolina State? Well, I, I didn't like it. And I told Coach Oates I didn't like it. To be honest with you, I thought this too tough too tough an opener uh, for him. Especially got a first year head coach trying to get his system in. And, uh, but, you know, Coach Oates is uh, maybe the most confident coach I've ever been around. Frankly, I think he, he thinks that they could go out and beat the Lakers if they play today. So, uh, you know, this is a tough matchup for Alabama. Alabama's interior bigs are going to have trouble with Penn Ford, A.J. Brodeur. He had a big game. And, frankly, Alabama doesn't have any big men who can really defend the rim. Uh, not, not a big defensive press in the paint. And then he had Herbert Jones, uh, the guard, getting hurt. Uh, he could have guarded that freshman that hit all the big shots down the stretch. And so uh, it was really a tough matchup for Alabama. And then adding the fact that, you know, they missed all the all the layups and all the short shots they should have made. And, frankly, it was, uh, it was a tough matchup for them. And uh, hopefully for now, Alabama basketball fans are thinking they can learn from it and get better. Um, but, yeah, this is, is a tough opening night. We'll see how they perform uh, the, rest of, the rest of the way, especially we'll see how they perform before conference play starts. Yeah, uh, that that happens. It seems like Alabama, the last several years, they lose to a mid-major at home. But, you know, uh, Penn might be a – I don't want to say a good loss because you should be able to beat an Ivy League team at home, but maybe it won't be the worst thing in the world. Come back from adversity, maybe they can use this, get a little bit better, beat a team they're not supposed to beat because they've got a pretty tough schedule this year. Herb Jones, the uh, talented junior six foot seven guard forward, he's a very good defender. He's an okay offensive player. He's coming around, but, you know, defense is what they needed him for. Well, he goes up to block a shot, lands awkwardly, and he's down for a while, and he missed the rest of the game with an, with a hyperextended elbow. This happened late in the first half. So, uh, Coach Oates said last night he was going to get an MRI. Mark, have you heard anything about that, how Herb's left elbow is? Uh, yeah, he's fine. He'll be back by Monday, I believe, the next game is. So he'll be back by then. He's fine. Uh, that's great to hear. That's refreshing. Alabama plays Florida Atlantic at home next Monday. They travel to Rhode Island next Friday. Another big, big deal here is Javon. The status of Javon Quinterly. He was ruled ineligible um, this year. You know, a lot of times guys treat you transfer from one one school to another and you sit out a year. And that's how it's always been, unless you're a graduate transfer, which Javon Quinterly is not. He played one year at Villanova. Uh, but more and more guys are getting eligible immediately you know you see it in football with Justin Fields Georgia to Ohio State Tate Martell Ohio State to Miami those guys were declared eligible immediately by the NCAA didn't have to sit out a year Braxton Key most notably basketball when he went from Alabama to Virginia he was able to play right away last year so you're seeing a lot more but Javon Quinterly was declared ineligible or his waiver was not granted well coach Oates said after the Georgia Tech game 
that he was confident where Alabama would win this to get him eligible this year would be in the appeal process. So it looks like what Coach Oates said was that the they've got a teleconference to present this on December or November 11th. That's next Monday. Mark, um, and, and you indicated on your Twitter account that you had something to do with this. Mark, what can you tell us about this? Well, first of all, the meeting was scheduled to be uh, December 12th. Uh, but I was able to get it moved up to November 11th. So uh, it's going to be uh, very exciting how it goes. I'm not sure yet uh, during due to my time uh, constraints whether I'm going to be able to make the teleconference or not. But uh, teleconference is Monday, November 11th, same day as the Florida Atlantic game. Uh, frankly, I think I, I put together a pretty solid PowerPoint presentation. That's what I tweeted out. And frankly, I think that it could be the, the, the trigger that pushes the appeal through. Uh, and if he's not granted eligibility, frankly, Drew, at this point, it'll be because of the race. That's the only that's the only uh, uh, explanation I would have for him not getting his appeal if uh, it doesn't go through. Yeah, that's disappointing. Hey, I look forward to hopefully him getting some eligibility. But Coach Oates, he's uh, he's been on the hot on the recruiting trail, really in on, on some big time players. One is Isaiah Jackson, a five-star power forward. Uh, he, he is from Michigan, water from Michigan. He is supposed to announce his commitment on November 16th. He recently took an official visit to Alabama. Mark, what can you tell us about Isaiah Jackson? Who is Alabama battling here? Well, he's one of the top players in, in the class. And, you know, I think the, the, the subscription sites have him as a top 25 player. I have him as a top 35, so there's not a whole lot of difference there. Uh, you know, he's a six foot nine power forward. He's offensively skilled for his, uh, for only being a senior in high school. He's got moves that, uh, you know, NBA players have. Uh, he's a fantastic player, Drew. He's, uh, you know, out of Waterford, Michigan. Coach Oates, uh, hearkening back in the Astice with Michigan days, coaching high school there. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be Alabama, Kentucky, or Syracuse battle. Uh, and so where, where it goes, I guess we'll talk about that later, but. I think he's a fantastic player. Drew reminds a lot of a guy out of the state of California. Uh, went and actually played college in the Midwest when I had a pretty successful pro career. Now he's just a fantastic uh, professional coach. Of course, I'm talking about Bill Lambeer. You remember Bill Lambeer, Drew? Yeah, is it the same Bill Lambeer who, who's the two-time WNBA coach of the year, Bill Lambeer? That's correct, Drew. It really is a shame that he hasn't got a shot in the uh, NBA yet. I think it's only a matter of time before that happens. And you can just look at the success he's had in the WNBA. Uh, but, but, yeah, he's a fantastic player, Drew. And then when I watch Isaiah Jackson play at the high school level, he reminds me of Bill Lambeer when he was coming out of Palos Verdes, California. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the same thing. Keon Ambrose Hilton is another forward around the same size. He's from Toronto. I know you've been up to the Andrews Osborne Academy a few times to watch him play. I believe he's supposed to commit on November 17th. and he was also here around the same time Isaiah Jackson was. This was last weekend when Alabama played Georgia, Georgia Tech in that exhibition. They they went to the basketball or the football game the night before against I believe it was Arkansas. What can you tell us about Keon Ambrose Hilton? Well, he's a big guy. He's six eight, two hundred pounds. Uh, he, he's, he's really skilled, Drew. I like his. Uh, what you don't see about him being six eight, like outside range, highly athletic, of course. Uh, you know. I, have as a top 100 player. I think he's a guy who can come in and, and help, you know. Uh, maybe not a whole lot of freshman year he'll contribute, but he'll be a regular part of the rotation his, his second year. Of course, the way Coach Oates uh, 
plays as guys everybody's going to play. So he'll get, he'll get to minutes his first year, but his second year will see him really making a positive impact to the team. Uh, it will to wherever he goes if he goes to Alabama. He reminds me a lot of a guy out of the state of Oregon, Drew, the Pacific Northwest, went far east uh, to play college basketball. Another guy who's 6'8", uh, about 220 pounds, only about 200 when he came out of high school. Uh, fantastic player, Drew, won a, won a national championship or two, I believe, when he was in college. Of course, I'm talking about Kyle Singler. Do you remember Kyle Singler, Drew? Yeah, are we talking about the same Kyle Singler who won a gold medal for the FIBA, for the United States in the FIBA, FIBA Americas U8, U18 championship in San Antonio back in 2006? That's correct, Drew. I was actually at that tournament in 2006 in San Antonio. Uh, this is a fantastic collection of players from around the country and around the world, really. Uh, but that's not what this is about. Yeah, Kyle Singler's a fantastic player, Drew. Uh, I love watching him play. When I watched the film Keon Ambrose Hilton, he looks just like Kyle Singler at the same age. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think Alabama's chances are with these two guys? Well, I think, uh, you know, if either of them pick Alabama, I think it'll be Keon Ambrose Hilton. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of word going around about uh, Isaiah Jackson picking Alabama. And some national guys have said that, uh, but frankly, I think Syracuse is the team to beat for Isaiah Jackson at this point in time. Uh, and and Keon Ambrose Hilton, I expect once or if Isaiah Jackson commits to Syracuse, Keon Ambrose Hilton will go pick Alabama. But you know, things are fluid right now, Drew, and things change all the time. And, you know, they're talking about 17, 18 year old kids. They wake up one day, their minds change, and want to go somewhere else. So. Anyone that feels real confident about their prediction uh, at this point in the process, uh, you know, is probably someone rather foolish. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to seeing where these two guys announce. Hopefully Coach Oates can get one of them. Isaiah Jackson announces November 16th. Keon Ambrose Hilton on November 17th. Another big-time basketball prospect we should be talking about is Namari Burnett, and he is a uh, – looks like he's a combo guard originally from Chicago, but now he's going to school out in California. And he has made an official visit to Alabama before. I think some of the guys think he's going to go to uh, Alabama as well. But uh, uh, when you look at Namari Burnett, what can you tell us about him? Uh, it just, uh, you know, I have him as one of the top five, top ten players in the country, and the national guys have him number 22. He's a guy that's going to come in and play right away. He's, you know, maybe a one-and-done guy, probably a one-and-done guy, to be obvious, uh, to be honest with you. Goes to pro, uh, a school called Prolific Prep out of uh, Napa, California. Uh, really, just fantastic academics and prolific prep. It doesn't sound like very much. It's relatively new school. they got a fantastic basketball team, a lot of fantastic basketball players. But uh, the academics and prolific prep are out of this world. So uh, he's getting fantastic schooling out there in Napa, California. Uh, and he's a great player. And I watched him play Drew. He's a guy, he likes to shoot the ball, and he likes to shoot the ball a lot. Uh, but he can really fill it up. He's a guy could really uh, – be a leader of your team and really some guy that you, you really uh, – you got you got high character, high integrity, somebody you really look up to. Uh, so he reminds me a lot of a guy who uh, played in the SEC, uh, transferred there from from the state of Utah, highly religious, obviously, because he came from Utah. Because, so he became – willingly became a part of the Mormon faith to start his college career. Uh, transferred to the SEC, had a great career there. Of course, I'm talking about Marshall Henderson. You're a Marshall Henderson, Drew. Yeah, you're talking about Marshall Henderson, who was the SEC tournament MVP in 2013 for Ole Miss. 
That's correct, Drew. They made a fantastic run at the SC tournament. We went to the NCAA tournament that year. And uh, Marshall Henderson's a fantastic player, Drew. I think it's a shame that he's not playing professionally right now in the NBA. Uh, but that's neither here nor there, Drew. Uh, I think Namari Burnett's got a lot of Marshall Henderson, if not just the type of player he is, but the type of high character and high integrity guy that he is. Yeah, no question. What do you think Alabama's chances are? Do you think they can get Namari Burnett? To be honest with you, Drew, it's going to be an uphill battle. They're really badly Michigan right now. And, frankly, Jawan Howard is one of the top up-and-coming coaches in the country. Uh, so, I th- if I had to guess right now, I would guess that he ended up at Michigan. All right. That's that's unfortunate. But, hey, you, you got to shoot your shot if you're in Nate Oates' situation. Before we get to the questions, we did have a few of them. Um, the playoff committee released their, their – playoff rankings you know one through 25 on Tuesday I didn't watch the show because Alabama was playing basketball at the time and Alabama's number three I believe it's uh you know Ohio State LSU Alabama Penn State Clemson I believe is that order uh Mark I know you're breaking down film but you can correct me if I'm wrong but uh forget what the uh the experts say or what this committee says what is your playoff top four right now uh, my top four, I got LSU, I got Ohio State, I got Penn State, then I got Clemson. Uh, frankly, I think Penn State really passes the eye test. Uh, you know, uh, I, I watched them play. I can see that that's the top four football team. Ohio State is obvious the way they've been beating people. LSU, of course, led by the best player in the country in Joe Burrow or one of the best players in the country. Uh, and then Clemson, I got number four. So, uh, Clemson, you know, one, played one of the, as somebody pointed out on Twitter this week, I believe somebody worked for ESPN, obviously a highly intelligent person. Uh, Clemson played one of the toughest schedules in college football so far. So for them to be undefeated at this point, and you have to put them in the top four. So uh, that's who I have right now. Uh, the order sometimes I go back and forth is should I put an LSU or Ohio State at number one. Uh, but those are the definite top four in my eyes right now, Drew. All right, and you have a Heisman vote, and you've shared your top three throughout the course of the season on our podcast, and I know you'll, you'll tweet out your ballot a few days before they announce the, the winner. Uh, what right now who, – who right now is your top three? Well, it's pretty similar to what's always been, even though he lost last week or his team lost. Uh, maybe it was two weeks ago, I don't remember. Uh, but I got Jalen Hurts number one. I don't think it's, it's his fault that Oklahoma lost to Kansas State and his offense put up 44 points. I still have him as the best player in the country. Number two, I have Joe Burrow. It's really 1A and 1B with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. But I have Joe Burrow number two right now. Uh, if he comes out and plays the way I think he will in Tuscaloosa, I might end up moving him to number one. And third, uh, you know, I watched his game last week. It really led one of the great comebacks I've ever seen in college football. One of the great comebacks in college football history, to be honest with you. Uh, so I got Ian Book number three. The way he came out uh, last week and beat Georgia Tech and came back from that, uh, you know, it's it's tough when you're down to lead your team and not only lead your team but play the way he did. Ian Book's the third best player in the country, in my opinion. Drew. Yeah, I agree. He's a, he's a heck of a player. Well, uh, we have some time for some questions, and we had a, a lot of questions that were submitted that we were going to answer on the podcast anyway. So if we didn't get to your question tonight, we probably answered it throughout the course of the podcast. Mark, tell everybody how they can reach you on email and through Twitter. Uh, you know, Drew, I'm so glad you asked me this. We get the greatest questions every week. We have the greatest listeners. I believe my Twitter counts up to about over 4 million, 4 million followers at this point. So I'm excited about it. But if you guys want to find me on email, my email address is markbreaksdownfilm 
at AOL.com. That's one word, Mark Breaks Down Film at AOL.com. Or you can tweet at me. My Twitter handle is at Mark Jennings 55. It's M A R K J E N N I N G S 55. You can find me there. You can find my email. Frankly, I prefer Twitter. Uh, I, I like the back and forth. It's very easy for me once you tweet at me, for me to tweet at you back and get back to you. So, uh, but either way, it's fine. I love hearing for you. I'm looking forward to seeing what fantastic questions we have this week, Drew. All right. We hear from Hunter Letson, and he asks, which fine Tuscaloosa establishment will you take Donald Trump to? Well, I, I, you know, I, I was offered, uh, but frankly, we talked about logistics going to be real tough and it's going to take a long time. But, you know, I, as always, um, it, whenever I recommend a restaurant to go to and it's refined dining, you, can, you can't beat Olive Garden. Really. You, got the, you got the unlimited breadsticks. You got your choice of pastas. You got delicious salads. You got the people with the cheese graters going in. You could have them. You could have them put as much cheese as you want on your salad or whatever. Uh, or pasta and keep it going. To, to, it's basically not only limited breadsticks, it's basically limited cheese. So I, I, I recommend Olive Garden. Uh, that's where I take, uh, that's where I do all my business dealings. Uh, I've closed a lot of huge deals at Olive Garden, so it's got a special place in my heart. Uh, but I, I recommend Olive Garden to anyone who's looking to go anywhere for fine dining. All right. We hear from Chad Anderson, Chad A. Nashville. Uh, he asks, is, is, President Trump here for the game, or is he really here for partnering and dipping dots? Well, if I see him, I'm going to try to talk to him about uh, how can I how can I expand my franchise internationally uh, to you know to to other countries, uh, whether it be Russia or wherever or wherever it may be. Uh, so if I can talk to him, I'd love for him to try out. Maybe I can get him to maybe get past Secret Service and get him uh, his namesake dipping dots. Uh, flavor of the week but we'll see drew I, i'm gonna be so busy on saturday with the recruiting and running the dip and dots franchise uh, i'm not totally sure i'll be able to pull that off uh we're gonna have to see how it goes i'm really gonna have to play that one by ear all right we hear from angry aaron jordan at not aaron jordan one mark a friend who attends church of the highlands said he thought said he thought he saw you with galu uh tungavailoa and his entire family during his baptism last Sunday in Birmingham. Is that true? Uh, and do you think his public profession of faith will affect his extremely harsh parenting of Tua and Talia? I don't think so. Well, first off, I, I wasn't there um, on Sunday. Sundays, I, I, I begin the morning by breaking down films. I don't attend Church of the Highlands. Uh, but I'm happy for Galu. Uh, I, you know, to be honest with you, I can't comment on his parenting, but, you know, it is biblical. You know, it says, spare the rods full of the child. So I, I, I think that fits in with the type of parenting that Galu was trying to accomplish. Um, so, no, I don't think anything's going to change. And I wouldn't call his parenting extremely harsh. Obviously, he's doing something real well. He's got two uh, Division I college quarterbacks, two sons going to college for free uh, based on their athletic ability. So I, I, I wouldn't – I would be the last one that would want to uh, criticize his parenting style. Frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to start doing the same thing with Marcus here pretty soon. I've already got him lifting weights. Uh, we're going to start doing some Oklahoma drills pretty soon, try some, find some people his age uh, and maybe some like-minded parents to get our kids doing some Oklahoma drills uh, and really get them ready for uh, for playing football at, at, you know, as soon as they can and start playing tackle football as soon as they can and get up and, uh, you know, uh, a dream, of course, is he plays college football somewhere. But that's either here nor there, Drew. Anyway, I'm off topic. Uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Galu Tungvalada and, and – 
and I'm excited for him and his professional fate. All right. We hear from Bama Pro Updates, who has been on our podcast before a while ago. Um, Mark, the liberal media is already speculating that President Trump is only coming to Bryant-Denny Stadium in order to smuggle your alcohol-laced Dippin' Dots formula to his good friend Vladimir Putin. Are you and the Secret Service taking any steps to keep the liberal media out of the stadium? Well, I've not heard that rumor. Frankly, I hope I hope that President Trump, I just talked about this, gets to enjoy my Dippin' Dots. Uh, but we're gonna see we're gonna see how that goes. Uh, I hope he loves them and talks about how great them are. Maybe he goes to a rally somewhere and talks about how he should buy my Dippin' Dots. But uh, you know, that's dreaming. Of course, we'll see how it goes. And to be honest with you, about the liberal media, frankly, if I if I knew what I could do to keep the liberal media out of the stadium, I'd, I'd do it already. Frankly, I think they should be watching on you know black and white televisions and force to write their story that way. Uh, but, you know, I understand the other side of the story is he has had the media to write, you know, get get up, you know, publication and get a, a bring awareness to the program or whatever. I don't know. I think it's all very silly. Uh, I, I can figure out a way to keep the liberal media out of the stadium, I would. Outstanding. Finally, we end the podcast from Paul T. Graham on Twitter. Mark, rumors are rampant that Kanye West will also be in attendance Saturday. Can you confirm? And please share with the listeners your role in convincing him to record a gospel album and your marriage counseling of Kanye and his charming wife, Kim. Thanks for being the best in the business. Drew, I don't know who any of those people are. Kanye West? I don't know. Should I know who that is? He is an American rapper, singer, and record producer from Illinois. Oh, well, uh, good for him. He's apparently a very famous in some circles. Uh, I don't know what circles they are, but he's very famous apparently. So I'm happy for him and his gospel album. Uh, you know, I hope he's, I hope he goes out and, and, and got his gospel album reaches a lot of people. He has a, a lovely wife, apparently his charming wife, I believe how she's called. So I'm, I, I, hope, I hope he's there as well. And I hope he had a great time and I hope he tries to dip and dodge. And Drew, if you see Mr. West, uh, feel free to come by and uh, tell him to come by the Dippin' Dot stand. I'll get him a complimentary uh, truck and see how he likes it. Outstanding. Yeah, I'm sure he would love that if he if he is able to be in attendance for the game. Well, that'll wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. You can go search for us on any podcast platform. Just type in Champs Corner or Mark Jennings. Follow Mark on Twitter at MarkJennings55. Follow me at Drew Champlin, C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N. Uh, Mark, thank you so much again for joining me this week, and I, and I hope you have great success this weekend with your dipping Dots. As always, Drew, am I going to see you at the game Saturday? Uh, I don't think I'm going to make it. Uh, I think traffic's going to be a little bit of a hassle. All right. Well, that sounds good. I'll talk to you soon then. All right. Thanks to everybody for listening. <laughs>